Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. LMFM Podcasts with CNC Carpets. We bring the showroom to you. Or you can book a personal consultation at our fabulous new showroom in Moortown, Dramiskin. Call 087-660-40-237 or visit our website at cnccarpets.com to book an appointment. CNC Carpets, for all your carpet and wood flooring needs. 11 to 1. This is LMFM's 11 to 1. Sinead Brazel here with you. Hope you're well. WhatsApp and text lines are open 086-1800-658. Here's Snap. Rhythm is a dancer. Yes, that is up and going this morning. Snap. Rhythm is a dancer kicking off the show. How are you getting on? Sinead Brazel here with you till 1. You can get in touch 086-1800-658. There is no prouder moment in a parent's life than watching your child achieve various milestones. You know, it's a big thing. Like the first step, you know, even when they uh, sleep in, sleep at night, you know, for the first time. That's that's a big milestone. We all look forward to that. I'm still waiting on that six years later. But, you know, we, we'll get there. We'll get there in the end. Uh, but, you know, no matter what the milestone, we're, we're so proud. Particularly when it comes to the first word, you know. And no matter how often you say, Mama. Mama, you know, uh, it's Dada, isn't it? It's Dada that will come out first. But <laughs> according to a new study that I found online today, one in five babies will come out with something else. Something that will turn the air blue, I'm going to say. Because, uh, yeah, according to a new study conducted randomly by Pepperami, you know the meat thing? Yeah. The meat products. One in five babies. First word will be a curse word. With SH1T being the most common. I don't know, maybe it's easier to say shh than anything else. I don't know. But there you go. And in the the spirit of finding this, uh, I said I would ask you guys... Do you remember your child's, your, your kid's first word? Was it the usual sort of Dada or Baba? Did they say Mama first? Because that's what every mother wants, you know? Or was it a curse word? Or was it something else kind of unusual? Unusual baby first words we're looking for. If, you, if your child didn't go down the usual Mama, Baba, Dada route, I want to hear from you. 86 658 Of course, the study goes on to say the most common word first word for children is Dada Baba comes in a close second my first uh, child said Baba herself <laughs> first and then the second fellow of course said Dada um, but they do all that don't they they do all that kind of it's all babbly stuff and then eventually the word will come out but I'm wondering did any of your kids say an unusual first word so not Dada or Baba so if it was out of the ordinary let me know 86 658 that's what we're talking about this morning 
Unusual first words. 086 1800 658. Hi, I'm Ariana Grande. Your home of great music. LMFM. We are turning it up, Ariana Grande. No tears left to cry in LMFM's 11 to 1. We're talking about unusual baby first words. So did your child say something unusual as their first word? And uh, they're coming in 086-1800-658. Tracy says, from the very beginning, we would all kind of say, all gone, you know, that <laughs> when we were finished eating. And then one day after dinner, my son just came out with all gone, just came straight out with it. Brilliant. That's very unusual. And yeah, that's something that I'd say what happened around a lot of dinner tables. All gone, isn't it? With the little sing-songy kind of tone in your voice as well. Love that. A lot of people with the sort of babas as opposed to dada for the first word as well, which is great. I have been sent in this uh, from regular listener to the show. Here's Olive has sent me in a little video. You might recall we followed the journey of baby Lucas on this programme. <laughs> baby Lucas arrived four months ago and I've been getting, you know, images and lovely little messages and everything else from Olive on baby Lucas. He's starting to do this lovely little chat, this baby chat. Listen to this, listen to him now. <gasps> oh my God. And he's moving the arms and legs. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Oh, I love it. I just love that. He's chatting chatting away. He's chatting away to us there. Baby Luke is coming in from Olive and Drada very soon. Olive, we will have words there. I wonder what it's going to be. Let's hope it's not like this uh, from classic film Meet the Fockers do you remember this Meet the Fockers with Ben Stiller and Robert De Niro and the little baby says his first word Baby Jack says his first word and it's not very clean no 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 you don't want to say that word though we don't want to say that word because that's a bad word no 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 <laughs> Did this happen in your house? Did uh, you know it's unusual word like that come out? Oh eight six one eight hundred six five eight. Did your baby uh, say something unusual as their first word? I want to hear about it. Eleven to one. Keep your messages coming in on your children's first words. Oh eight six one eight hundred six five eight. Now we spotted this this morning, and it's great to see this coming back again because the Drawda Credit Union have launched their art competition. I used to always enter this as a child, and uh, they're opening this now for uh, the twenty twenty two. So it's called uh, the Credit Union Art Competition. It's a wonderful world, right? That's the theme this year, and it, g- it gives people the opportunity to present their own interpretation of the magic in the world and what must be done to keep it this way. So the competition is inviting people to create artworks that depict the theme and explore it through their own unique lens, the beauty and wonder of the world. So it's now in its 39th year and it's dedicated to supporting and developing the arts in Irish society. The calibre of entries that they enter every year for this is huge. I have the Credit Union calendar. I get it uh, most years and they're just, the images in it are just stunning, really, really stunning. So there's no age limits. It's open to uh, age seven. Uh, to 18 years and uh, there's also an additional 
needs category. Uh, winners at local level then will go on to regional uh, level and regional winners will then go on to the National Awards Ceremony in February 2023. So uh, if you want more details on this, the entry forms are available in Drada Credit Union, uh, which is on Lawrence Street, as people know. Also, uh, Dunlear, Monaster Boys Trim and East Meath branches of the Credit Union as well. They'll have all of the um, uh, application forms. And the closing date to submit is the 7th of October. So get creating uh, young people of the northeast. Uh, that is uh, coming up. And also, um, if you want to find out more details, info at Drogheda ACU. Uh, sorry, Drogheda CU dot IE. So info at Drogheda CU dot IE. Femmes 11 to 1. We are talking about unusual first words that your children might have said. Uh, this is because Pepperami have said one in five babies. First words has been a curse word. They sort of sort of study that they've done with SH1T being the most common word uh, now asking you though have your children said anything out of the norm like out of the normal dada and baba kind of stuff Emily says shoes no joke she's two now and that's all she wants to play with um, I might be in trouble during the teenage years and she would love much more to go to the shoes shop than a toy shop says Emily shoes for the first word that's a great one uh, somebody else saying gone. My first word was gone. Uh, I wonder, is that the all gone thing or, you know, anything else there with gone? I don't know. That's a really bit of a strange one as well. And I would have thought that is the kind of g sound is a little bit more trickier than the the, the b, isn't it? The b for baba and d for dada as well. Um <laughs> Lynn says, sit, that's my story and I'm sticking to it. <laughs> something tells me, Lynn, that may have sounded like something else. <laughs> uh, thank you so much for sending that in. Uh, somebody else saying balloon. Baby's first word was balloon. Uh, that's coming in. But was it like, maybe like, did was it did it come out like balloon or was it like bal and then like babbly and then it kind of just sounded like balloon? Because, you know, sometimes the babble can sound like something else as well. Uh, do keep those coming in. 086-1800-658. Has your baby said anything? That's kind of an unusual first word. Uh, I'd love to hear from you this morning. 086-1800-658. There's Westlife Uptown Girl. I want to wish a very happy birthday to Rebecca. This is coming in on 086-1800-658. It says, Hi Sinead, could you wish a happy birthday to my amazing wife Rebecca from her husband Graeme and the two boys Fionn and Oren. Rebecca, I hope you are having a fantastic day. Make sure that hubby is spoiling you properly now today. Uh, so I hope you have a fantastic day. Now we just heard from Westlife there. Uptown Girl and uh, earlier uh, or last year actually it was last year it was only looking back over my notes last year Louis Walsh joined us on 11 to 1 to put the word out that he was on the lookout for a new Westlife he was looking for a new group and he wanted to put it uh, together and he was looking for the call out for talent well people responded in their droves he unveiled his next boy band they're called Next in Line they uh, featured on the Late Late on Friday night we're going to be chatting to two of the members Conor O'Farrell he's from Curraha and Joshua Regala he's from Navin we're going to be joined by the guys after these 11 to 1 Last year, Louis Walsh joined us on 11 to 1 to put the word out that he was on the lookout for talent for a new group he wanted to put together. Now, it seems he has found them because last week he unveiled his new boy band next in line. They wowed us on the Late Late. And if you missed it, here's a little taster of their performance on the Late Late on Friday. Come home early after class. Don't be hanging around the back of the schoolyard. 
I've been called up by your teacher. She said she can't even reach her 'cause you're so far. You've been talking with your fists. We didn't raise you up like this, now did we? There've been changes in this house, things you don't know about in this family. Don't make sense, but nevertheless, you gotta believe us. It's all for the best. It don't make sense the way things go, but son, you should know. Sometimes moms and dads fall out of love. Sometimes two homes are better than one. Some things you can't tell your sister, she's still too young. Yeah, you'll understand. Oh, I've no doubt that they're going to be the next Westlife for Boy Zone, and I was thrilled to discover that two of the guys are for County Me. They had to catch a word with them. I'm delighted to have Connor O'Farrell from Curraha and Josh Regala. He's from Navin. They're on the line with me now. How are you getting on, guys? All good, all good. Thanks so much for having us on. Oh, it's great to have the both of you. Uh, congratulations on a fantastic performance on the Late Late Show. It must have been quite a surreal moment to perform in the show. I mean, Mel C and everything was there on Friday night. I mean, amazing. Yeah, it was crazy. Um, it was the last thing we expected to be doing so early on, you know, um, especially after not having to release a song yet. It was kind of been thrown in the deep end, but uh, I thought we managed it well. Oh, you definitely did. You definitely managed it well. And I mean, I remember because it was, I was actually only looking through my notes there this morning. It was last November that I was chatting to Louis. He put the call out uh, for the group. And here we are with you guys all together now. So, Connor, was it something that you, you know, you always wanted to do? Did you always know you'd pursue music? Um, to be honest, like, I've come from like a, a musical family. Like, my dad's been a singer and um, like my sister plays a lot of instruments. So, I've always kind of, it's always been there in the house. Um, then, obviously, I got a job then with the family business and it kind of took a backseat, especially playing football as well. That took priority. Um, and then the auditions came on. My mom heard it on the radio and my dad pushed me to do it and I'm, I'm happy he did. That's fantastic that you've had the parents' support because sometimes it's like, you know, the parents be like, now get a good pensionable job, go to college. Yeah, yeah. You know? So that was really good that they supported you. And what about yourself, Josh? Was this something that you knew you'd always pursue or was it like Connor? Did you just kind of come into it by accident? Oh, sure. Music was nearly within my life for like, since I was very young. My parents put me in the piano lessons when I was four and then I was kind of picking up singing and guitar when I was older, like around 10. So music has always been there. Um, but doing it as a job, I never thought would happen for uh, for myself. You know, I always thought that I have to get the good grades, finish school <laughs> and everything. Of course, I'm still trying to do that. Um, but definitely up to recently now, uh, priorities have kind of changed. And uh, it's just surreal. I'm taking it all in for this music. Yeah, it completely is. And, you know, I would have been like yourself doing the piano lessons as well. Did you do all like the grades and all the scales and oh, all yeah. that kind of crack? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Music. <laughs> yeah, I hear you. I hear you, Josh. I was banging away at them as well. Uh, but, you know, the audition process then. So how did you hear about it? It was, uh, Connor said his, his parents heard about it on the on the radio. How did you hear about it, Josh? Actually, it was a fr- family friend of ours who submitted a video wow. on to Louis. Uh, and then a few weeks later, family friend just goes to me like look I have this Louis Walsh thing are you interested in going I'm like I wasn't too sure to be honest I wasn't gonna go but day before I decided I was, I was just like yes I, I, I might as well go and I didn't think 
your man Louis would actually be in front of me on stage. <laughs> your man Louis. <laughs> I love it. I love it. So Connor, what was it like for you? Was it just Louis that you had to audition for or, or like what was the kind of next stage of the of the audition process once you sent the videos in? Yeah, so once we sent the videos in, we were invited back to Baker Street and uh, we performed there. And we just thought, well, I just thought it was going to be, you know, some judge or someone and pass it on. But uh, yeah, it was the man himself there. So that was quite daunting, especially for your first in-person yeah. audition. Wasn't expecting it. But that it went fine. Uh, then, well, personally, we didn't hear anything for about two months afterwards. So I made peace with it that, like, it was moving on without me, you know. And then um, I got a call around February. Um, from Louis saying that I got to the last 20. So that was whittled down on the day then to the five of us, you know. The final five. Amazing. And what about yourself, Josh? Was it that, had you kind of given up hope as well or were you clinging to the fact that you might be in this band? You know, I wasn't expecting too much because to be honest, ever since the first impression audition till the last one, I was so intimidated because I seemed to be like the youngest one there. You know what I mean? <laughs> Walked into the room full grown six footer lads and the five for five Asian guy with a guitar you know I was like ah, I don't know I'm confused um, but I was definitely intimidated by everyone but I'm just so glad to be here now Absolutely so so you're the baby of the group uh, so are you still in actual school or are you in college or what, what stage of life are you in? I'm currently doing my leaving search. <laughs> oh wow it's all happening for you Josh so like how yeah. difficult is that like to be juggling the leaving search and, and being in a boy band that's headed for global stardom it's exciting times Yeah and it is kind of tough to uh, balance everything at the same time because you have one foot in music one foot in school you know so it's definitely a challenge to try to balance everything the best I can uh, but I'll just try to do the best I can really while I'm over in the UK recording or with the lads and when I'm at school I work hard on that you know just Keep the head down. Yeah, fair play to you because that that is a difficult thing to juggle. And you know, you guys, you guys didn't actually know each other beforehand. Uh, even being from County Mead, you'd never bumped into each other or anything. No, never, 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 never. So you guys got together, the five of you. What? How's the? Are you all connecting and kind of bonding with each other at this stage? Yeah. So we were initially formed back in February. And it's given us a lot of time just to become like friends first and then mm. obviously like colleagues or bandmates second. So it's uh, we're kind of thankful in that sense that it didn't kind of take off straight away. Um, so we've formed a very strong bond and uh, yeah, really thankful for it. Now talk to me about the name. Did Louis give you this name or did you guys come up with the name? Oh, the name, that's yeah, that's a long, long story. So basically, <laughs> we... It's, we spent months coming up with and trying to come up with a name. I think we had like 150 at one time. Send them on on to Louis, and he'd be like, "Oh, we'll whittle it down eventually. Don't worry, don't worry." And it got to the stage where we were on the cover of Life magazine, and uh, they titled it "Next in Line." Oh, so we all looked at it. and We were like, we saw our faces and we saw the name above it. We were like, that actually works. And then Louis texted us. He's like, what do you think of the name? We were like, yeah, we like it. So it was the only one we actually agreed on with him. So we ran with it. I love that. So Life Magazine actually gave you the name. Now we yeah. did, you know, there, there's something that we have to clear up, okay, straight away. And maybe our listeners can help us with this, right? Because Taylor Swift has Swifties. One Direction has Directioners. Little Mix has Mixers. Gaga has Little Monsters. So next in line, you guys need like a name for your fans. Oh, I know. It's so hard. We've talked about this as well. <laughs> we don't know. It's yeah, not the, It's not the easiest one. I don't know. Like you call 
yeah. nexties or something or like I don't know. Nexties, I don't know. We'll let them decide. Liners. <laughs> yeah, li- like liners on its own yeah. is a wee bit dodgy. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, Nexters. Yeah, 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 I could see. <laughs> Nexters working, oh, you know, maybe. But then you could go like, you know, the way Gaga has little monsters, you know, that's kind of not anything to do with her name as such. So you exactly. could do something. There could be something that comes out of this, right? Yeah, so like listeners, today, if you want to get in touch, a name, we need a name for the fans of Next in Line. 086-1800-658. We might kind of get, we might get one. Now, are you ready for the fandom, by the way? Because, you know, you guys are all very good looking guys. You're singing a band. You know, you're ready for all this attention. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah we'll be all right. We'll be all right. I love it. Straight in there. No bother at all. Absolutely brilliant. And you, you fairly got mobbed on Grafton Street, didn't you, on Saturday? Yeah, we oh, didn't yeah. expect it at all. Absolutely God. packed. Not much, oh, I didn't think much of a turnout would come, but like, there's a big crowd that accumulated. Yeah, definitely. Oh, my God. Okay, one is coming in, and I don't know what you're going to make. <laughs> It's okay. An 86 658 Little Louis. <laughs> <laughs> it's up there. It's up there. We'll see what he has to say about it. Thank you so much. Uh, message. Oh, no. oh, hang on. I like this one from John and Drogheda. N-liners. So there's N and then liners. N-liners yeah, coming good. in. That's oh, John. Good. We like that. John, you could have coined the name of, of the, the, the next in liner fan, fans. Lots of messages coming in for you guys, by the way. Wishing you every success. What amazing voices. And come on, the Royal, says a message here, which is fantastic. So you got the support. You definitely have the support. I'm liking N liners. Can we say, if that is a thing, John and Drahada, just send him like a little anything, like, a, you know, maybe tickets for life when you guys are like you know opening for Croke Park and stuff like that what do you reckon yeah we owe, we owe it to John we owe it to John <laughs> you owe it to John so what's next for you guys because I know you have 10 songs recorded at this stage what's next are, are you waiting to put out an album waiting until everything's finalised yeah, yeah that's pretty much yeah. it really we have a lot in the bank like 15 songs really uh, so it's just in terms of picking out the right one and finding the perfect time to release them uh, so um yeah, we're still working hard in the meantime with our social medias on Instagram and TikTok that we just opened up recently. So uh, we're just building off the momentum from the past few days here. Well, I have no doubt that you guys are going to be amazing. You're in great hands there with Louis Walsh. I wish you every success and all the best. And don't forget me, by the way, when you are opening up for Cobag with thousands of fans. Thank you guys both so, so much for joining me today. I appreciate it. Thank you. Thanks a million. Bye now. Bye bye. Lovely guys. N-liners. Well done, John Conlon and Drada. Straight in there. I love that. Uh, You can find out more, by the way, at Next In Line Music. They're on Instagram and TikTok. Keep up to date with them. I have no doubt that we're going to be playing them here constantly over the next few years. They're going to be very, very successful. Uh, Loads of other messages coming in on the fandom ideas. I'll get back to them as well very, very shortly. 11 to 1. Okay, I'm loving these suggestions coming in on 86 658 For what would the next in line fans be called? N-liners is pretty good one. It's hard to top, but this is excellent. Their fans could be called the Lionese, as in L-O-I-O-N-E-S, like a play on words. The Lionese. I like that. 
I like that. Somebody else is saying liners, surely. Yeah, but you see, we just kind of felt that that one was just missing a little something. Just a little something. John says, I hope they remember me when they're famous. John, if they become the end liners, I've, I've got you sorted for life there. The tickets, they've said it. It's on. It's, we, we record this show every day. We can play it back for them. Uh, somebody saying zigzaggers up the royals, says Laura Joyce. Uh, love that as well. Zigzaggers. Yeah, I like that too. I do like that. Uh, Lionese, I'm liking as well. Do keep your suggestions coming in for that, by the way. 086 658. Now, time to go back in time. LMFM Northeast Update with Senator Windows. Senator Windows products will help you create a secure, comfortable, energy efficient home you're proud of. Call 0818 On this day in 1990, Marvin Gaye gets a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. And today is Good Neighbour Day, an opportunity to lend a proverbial cup of sugar and get to know the people who live nearby. Nice one. Uh, good good neighbour day I mean how many people actually know their neighbours properly it's a great uh, excuse to kind of have a chat over the fence or over the hedge good neighbour day today LMFM Northeast Update with Senator Windows. Creating the perfect home is a journey. Let us guide you. Visit our Drogheda and Dundalk showrooms. Discover more at senatorwindows.ie There's Ronan Keating, Brian Kennedy together these days on LMFM's 11 to 1. News at 12 is approaching, but after that, I'm going to be chatting to actor and writer and Anthony Kinnahan. He's bringing his powerful one-man show to the Drihid Arts Centre stage. It's called Unguarded. We'll be chatting to him after 12. 11 to 1. Katie Tunstall, Black Horse and the Cherry Tree kicking off our second hour. Sinead Brazel here with you till one. You can get in touch 086-1800-658. It's time to start the jungle drums, yeah. Oh yeah. I did mention this briefly last week, but there is going to be an I'm a Celeb All-Star lineup. Very excited about this. 15 strong group of celebrities, the largest ever to take part in the iconic ITV series, they've all f- already completed filming for the programme. I mean, they're very organised. It's happening in South Africa, but it's not happening until next year. So Ant and Deck did reveal through their social media that they were filming the iconic uh, series in South Africa last week. So who are going to be going in to the jungle? I hear you ask. Uh, so there's lots. I'm very excited by the fact that Gillian McKeith is back in there. I mean, she was a disaster, wasn't she? Oh, she couldn't do anything. She was fainting all over the place, frightened of leaves and all sorts of stuff. But she's great crack. Get her back in there. I can see why she's back in there. Paul Burrell, Diana's former butler, he's going back in. Also, diversity dancer Jordan Banjo. Uh, Dean Gaffney looks set to go back in there as well. Sean Ryder from the Happy Mondays. Uh, Amr Khan, the British boxing icon, apparently going in there as well. Uh, so there you go. Uh, also, as well, everyone's uh, favourite spin bowler, Phil Tufna. He's going back in as well. Joe Swash is going in there. Uh, Janice Dickinson. Oh, yeah. Her and Carol Vorderman. Carol Vorderman's going in as well. Now, that's going to be explosive stuff, if they, I think, if they get together. They could be friends or foes. We'll have to just see about that one. And then Fatima Whitbread is going in as well. She was brilliant when she was on it. Mylene Class. 
So we're very excited about this. But we have to wait till next year. But there you go. Apparently it is filmed. It is done. And all the celebs will be going in and it's going to be brilliant. It's to, you know, I think, is it, how many years? Have I, it must be like, an, they're marking like a milestone of I'm a celeb. I'd say that's what it is. But there you go. Uh, by the way, more TV talk on tomorrow's show. Don't forget I have my TV recommendations for you tomorrow and more celeb news for you right now. The Buzz on LMFM. Keep up to date with all the latest news and gossip on the LMFM app. Hi, I'm Louise. One of the stars of new movie Bros says it may be a history-making film, but it's also just a great comedy. It's the first gay rom-com to be made by a major studio and features an almost all LGBTQ cast. Luke McFarlane says while he's proud of what they've achieved, it's not just because of how representative it is. But we're making people laugh too. You know, it's interesting, like, on this show we've talked so much, or in this press tour we've talked so much about the uniqueness of the all-LGBT cast and the story we're telling, but it's, just, it's a rom-com. It's funny. David Bowie's handwritten lyrics to his track Starman have fetched more than €225,000. They sold at auction for five times more than expected, with the winning bid going to a private collector. The song was released as a single in 1972. Bette Midler has been in New York City at the premiere of Hocus Pocus 2. She opens up about how proud she is of the sequel to the 90s hit. It premieres on September 30th on Disney+. Plus. The hardest part was COVID. The hardest part. Really? Did really rough. Really, really rough for everybody. Because, well, because we were shut down a couple of times and we had testing every other day. So that part was a little bit confusing yeah. and rough on everybody. And we had a, hundred, a, a crew of about 100 people, casting crew of 100 people. So so every now and again we'd get shut you know we had problems right. but you know everybody was so strong and everyone was so anxious to make this work and I think it does I, I'm, I'm very proud of it that's the buzz I'm Louise the buzz on LMFM keep up to date with all the latest news and gossip on the LMFM app I'm ridiculously excited about Hocus Pocus 2 Hocus Pocus is my all time favourite Halloweeny type movie very excited about the second one. I'm just a bit disappointed that it's not coming to cinemas. It's going straight to Disney Plus. But sure, look it. We'll have Niall O'Brien on hand to talk movies. No doubt he'll be given his tuppence worth. He better say only nice things about it. Or, you know, he'll have me to deal with. <laughs> but Hocus Pocus 2 is coming to Disney Plus. Now back to the present moments here, Cher. Oh, it was our Friday floor filler when we started them way back. It's a great one. Share and believe. Now, the story of how a father's world falls apart as he battles through many obstacles to ensure a future for him and his son is being brought to the stage by the fantastic theatre maker Anthony Kinahan. He's going to be chatting to us all about Unguarded. It's coming to Drihad Arts Centre next week. We'll chat to him after these. 11 to 1. The story of how a father's world falls apart as he battles through many obstacles to ensure a future for him and his son is being brought to the stage next week by talented loud theatre maker, actor and writer Anthony Kinahan. The play is called Unguarded and highlights the vulnerable position many families find themselves in due to the lack of regulation around surrogacy in Ireland. I am so delighted to have my good friend, actor and writer Anthony Kinahan in studio in front of me. Hooray. It's fantastic. <laughs> no, I haven't been in an age. Uh, th- uh, thanks for 
for having me, Sinead. I appreciate it. Great to have you back. Now, I had the pleasure of seeing this play when it was in the development stages just before Christmas last year. I mean, you called it developing stages, like work in progress. To me, it was like the finished work. It was unbelievable. There's a lot to unpack in this. It's very raw. It's very powerful. But there's a lot of comedic kind of elements to this as well. You've kind of jammed a lot in here. Yeah, well, I mean, I think comedy for me is very important to get in, especially when you're dealing with um, social issues and issues that can be heavy. Um, uh, my work with contestants before this as well, that we do a lot of socially based issues like um, suicide and, and the mental health system and foster care system and stuff like that. But it's always important for me to try and get comedy into it as well, because I think if you're bashing people over the head with these big heavy issues uh, relentlessly, it, it, people switch off eventually. So you need to give people a, a chance to vent. Or, and you want to make, I want to make this piece of art entertaining as well so that people enjoy watching it even though it can be dealing with heavy stuff too. Yeah, absolutely. And I think this is something that's really prevalent at the moment, this whole issue around surrogacy in Ireland. I mean, why did you feel so passionately about bringing it to the stage? And you've done it in such, as I say, powerful way through Unguarded, yeah. Oh, thanks a million. Uh, well, first of all, I'd have to say just um, a big thanks to the Drehid Arts Centre for giving me the opportunity as Arts and Association last year, especially during the lockdown when live theatre and live arts weren't happening. It was just... A, a really, uh, I was very grateful to have that opportunity just to go in uh, as myself, as an individual artist rather than as part of a collective to go in and just kind of, you know, um, have a think to myself and see what, what I wanted to tell uh, as an individual and where my artistic expression was bringing me and what story I wanted to tell basically. Um, and during that phase, I realised, you know, I, I'm... I'm an activist as well, an LGBT activist, and I was involved in the marriage equality campaign and things like that. So I, I certainly wanted to tell a story that was still um, relevant or st- um, s- still needing to be told in, in that kind of vein. So um, there's LGBT families and non-LGBT families out there who um, have families through surrogacy, and they're still not equal in the eyes of the law. Um, the, the, the non-biological parent still isn't recognised fully as a uh, as a parent uh, on the birth cert and, and things like that. And um, it just, it's not fair to the kids, you know, of these families when they don't have equal rights to their parents. And it's not fair to the non-biological parents as well um, to not have equal rights to their children. Um, so that definitely was a story. I mean, people think, oh, you know, um, LGBT people, they have all the equality they need now, they have gender recognition and they've you know, a marriage equality and sure what else would they want, do you know what I mean? Um, and, you know, this is an example of another thing that, you know, needs to happen. Um, so I, I certainly wanted to tell a story around that. And then the whole story of Unguarded, while that was the nugget of the idea, there's a lot of other things going on. There's, um, you know, grief and uh, and it's, um, single parenting and, and things like that being brought to the fore as well, as well as comedy and a bit of a laugh and musicals and <laughs> things yeah, like that too. There, there is, there's so much going on and as you rightly say when you, you, you mentioned the grief moment and there's something that I know that you take obviously from your work with Quintessence uh, and this is like kind of a trademark I think of this grief at this stage is this wonderful use of choreographed movement and there's a really powerful scene with you kind of just your, well you are, it's a one man show so you're, and it's kind of, I want to say like people who've they've experienced the grief of a partner dying, it, like 
there's almost like that, like turning over to maybe smell the scent of them in a pillow or remembering what their hand touched was like. And you portray that so much better, say, than dialogue. I can't even, yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to portray it here myself, but it's done through movement. Yeah. yeah. Well, thank you. Yeah. yeah. I mean, um, I'm a physical actor. Um, uh, I multi-role a lot in this show. Um, I play at least five distinct characters, two main ones, but five distinct characters anyway. And yeah, that moment that you're talking about, um, sometimes words aren't enough mm. to, to express these kind of things. Um, and obviously we, we do that a lot with contestants, as you said, but a moment like that where you you wake up from a dream and you mm. think it's still real and, and you look beside you and they're not there. I mean, that's one of the most harrowing moments that a person can kind of go through, I think. So um, yeah, uh, movement is a great, great way to express that. And there's other movement sequences that you haven't seen yet um, uh, in the show as well. So um, it, again, it's just using all the tools at my disposal to, to tell that story in the best way I can, I think. Yeah, so movement, dialogue, um, multi-rolling. Yeah, absolutely, because yeah. it is, it's multi-rolling. And as you say, it centres really on Stephen and Tyg. So mm-hmm. Stephen is the is the, the main sort of guy, uh, main focus of this. Tyg is his young son. Tell us the story, tell us the plot. Yeah, so basically, um, uh, Stephen, uh, not to give too many spoilers away, uh, but Stephen's uh, recently just lost uh, his partner. His partner has died, his husband has died. And so Stephen has abruptly left as a, a single parent uh, to Tyg. Uh, who is a very unique uh, child um, and Tyg's obsessed about musicals. Uh, so that's the way he experiences the world and that's every, the, the, the prism through, he, he sees everything. Um, so it's basically the story about um, uh, Stephen trying to parent the uh, Tyg while also going through the grief and then uh, the bombshell of um, the biological grandparents wanting to, make a custody claim on Tyg as well so um, not only is he dealing with grief and single parenting and getting back to work and piecing his life back together after that loss but also now he has this extra legal battle on top of everything else. No doubt something that could come up for people in any situation in terms of surrogacy, absolutely. Mm. And you worked very um, much with Outlaw Network, who I'm only discovering this morning to my shame, the wonderful work that they're doing for Mm. the LGBTQ community in terms of legal Mm. uh, stuff. That was obviously important to get things as accurate as you possibly could. Yeah, um, so absolutely. I mean, uh, with any of my shows and contestant shows, if we're going to do something like this in a social issue, we do spend a lot of time research and development and while the stories that we present may not be verbatim most of the time they would be interpretations of real events so for sure I wanted to make sure that the the situation and the circumstances I was presenting in this story could actually happen for sure uh, I don't feel like I'm misrepresenting any information mm. just for the sake of drama anyway so yeah this that's a situation that could happen and uh, Maeve was great Maeve Delargy um, uh, I'm in part of the uh, Outcomers Drogheda group here the LGBT support group in Drogheda and we had Maeve um, on board to do um, an LGBT parenting seminar she's an LGBT parent herself and a lawyer um, last year and so she was great she just you know ha- has a handle on all this kind of stuff um, and you know she was able to explain to me the difference between guardianship rights and parenting rights and um, and about how the loopholes and the laws and the grey areas which these families exist in um, you know she was able to explain that to me and, and, and make it clear to me so that I was able to represent it in the right way yeah. uh, it was herself in, uh, as well it was um, uh, Renee Von Melding who's also the CEO of Equality for Children which is a lobbying group for uh, LGBT families who 
aren't fully legal in the eyes of the law or aren't fully equal in the eyes of the law yet. As well. yeah, so, so both, both of them, them, both Maeve and, and Renee were, were, were great for helping me, you know, make sure I was getting the facts right, basically. Yeah. OK, so in terms of then becoming childlike, mm-hmm. which is what Tyg, as you said, Tyg is really, really unique. It's, he strikes me that he's kind of, I don't know if he's um, in the age bracket of about, say, from about five to eight, mm-hmm. or if your baby just, he, maybe he's a bit older, but you're portraying him like that more might be revealed with regards to that. Mm-hmm. But talk to me about him and <laughs> finding Tyg, because you very much, it's like, I just, I'm just fascinated by this, because one minute you're Stephen and you're in all of this, and then the next you're this Tyg who's just, you know so carefree and mad yeah I mean um, look as I say I'm a physical actor and that's the kind of work that I like doing and it's about for me it's about finding uh, the character in your body first before it comes into your voice or anything like that and there's a lot of work that goes along with it uh, thankfully my director uh, Anna Simpson who's also the director of Quintessence as well you know we have a shorthand we've a, we've, we've a common language that we speak in, and Anna was able to help me you know research the, the characteristics of both of those to make it very clear so that you know Stephen and Tyg have a couple of scenes where they've dialogue in them, do you yeah. know? So you're literally, <laughs> yeah. you, you feel slightly like that you've got multiple personality disorder or something <laughs> like that, uh, you know, so that you're you're literally having a conversation with yourself. But it, it's about, I suppose, inhabiting the energy and knows, knowing the, the shorthands, um, knowing the formula of each yeah. character and how, what the physical... Um, uh, I suppose foundation of each one is so that you can click between the two because yeah, yeah. it's it's completely seamless. Yeah. Now you oh, have you. got a little monologue that mm-hmm. you're going to prepare for us. Yeah. So when you're in your own time, just give people a taster of what's in store on the sixth and seventh of October in Drehid Art Centre with Unguarded in your own time. Off you go. Thanks. So this is from uh, monologue from Tig at the start of the show. So on Christmas night, when I'm going to bed, I think, wow. It'll be 525,600 minutes until next Christmas. And then I feel sad, because it's over. But you remind me that it's okay. You remind me just to enjoy the now and not to live in the future. Which is mad. How can I live in the future? I'm not a time traveller. I don't have a time machine. I'm not like Marty McFly. (gasps) Did you know that they made a musical about Back to the Future? Written by Sylvester Ballard, Smekas and Gale, premiered in 2020. Oh, I can't wait to see it. Someday. I wish I had a time machine. I could fix everything. Make everything right again. I can't wait to start back at school. Did I tell you? I told you, didn't I? We're doing a musical and I'm going to audition for it. It's Oliver. Written by Lionel Bart. Premiered in 1960. Oh, I can't wait. I want to be Artful Dodger. Or Oliver. But probably Artful Dodger. He's cooler, I think. Dad says to stop talking about it. He says I'm talking too much about it. But I don't think I am. Because I don't talk about it all the time I think about it. Because I think about it a lot. But I keep it to myself some of those times. I'm probably going to sing Consider Yourself for the audition. Or Where Is Love? I haven't decided yet. I'll probably practice both. Dad says not to get my hopes up. But it's okay. My hopes are up just the right amount, I think. Because I'm a good singer, aren't I? You always say so. You always say I'm your little songbird, don't you? Don't, don't, don't you? Oh, I can't wait. Absolutely brilliant. And people can't see in studio how you go from the excitement and he wants to be Oliver and all the rest. And then he's obviously talking to the guy that's not there anymore, which is, yeah, amazing, amazing, amazing. What do you hope people will will take from it? What's the main thing that you want people to take away from this? Yeah, I suppose, uh, I suppose... uh, 
a real life story of, of, of what could happen in these kind of situations to families who are left unprotected in, in the eyes of the law um, and maybe a bit of an awareness of, you know, well, first of all, uh, you know, not all LGBT people have the equality that maybe people think they have and that both LGBT and non-LGBT families exist in this grey space in the law and that um, there's a working group working on the moment on a report for, you know, assisted human reproduction and all the rest and there's, there is, you know, a lot of progress happening but maybe it's not happening fast enough and maybe we should be putting a bit of pressure onto this issue to make it, you know, get resolved and get these children and these parents, you know, equal in the eyes of the law, give them the protection they need. Absolutely, and no better way to, to hit that point home than through the arts. Anthony, I wish you the very best of luck with this. I've no doubt that it's going to be amazing. I know that you are shortlisted as well for the Vault Festival in London. Very exciting mm. for next year, so fingers crossed for all of that. And thank you so much for joining me today. Thanks, Thanks a million. Uh, unguarded Anthony Kinahan, he's going to perform at Indrid Arts Centre the 6th and 7th of October. Details, drahid.com. 11 to 1. With them. Paddy Casey, Saints and Sinners want to wish Sean uh, from the Marsh Road in Drogheda a big happy 70th birthday that's coming in from all of your walking buddies and they say hope you enjoy your dinner in the Mariner. Nice one getting brought out for the dinner as well. Big 70 today. Hope you're having a fantastic day. Now it's time for jobs. LMFM Job Search with thanks to LMFM Online. Check out the latest Northeast news, sport and entertainment on lmfm.ie. Elite Form Manufacturing Limited requires a full lorry driver with a Class 1 CE licence in the Dundalk area. Please apply to amy at eliteform.ie. Darver Castle have the following full-time vacancies, a housekeeping manager and also a bar manager. To apply, please email accounts at darvercastle.ie. And don't forget all of the details of those jobs can be found on our local job section, lmfm.ie. LMFM Job Search George Ezra, anyone for you? My son came home yesterday saying we're learning that song, the Green Green Grass song in school. Delighted. The kids love George Ezra, don't they? I love them as well. I really have to say. He is brilliant. Uh, There he is with anyone for you. Now, I have to tell you about a storytelling evening that's happening in Spicer's, uh, well, it's about Navin. Uh, it's, sorry, it's in Navin, about Spicer's Bakery. And it's going to be held in the Solstice Arts Centre on Thursday. Now, you might recall Jerry Kelly did quite the feature on this a couple of weeks ago on the late lunch, all about this. But it's a storytelling evening where you can share memories and anecdotes of Spicer's Bakery in Navin. It's going to happen in Solstice Arts Centre on Thursday. That's tomorrow night. And it's uh, being held uh, by Lisa Carroll. She's a Navin native. She's also a spatial planning student in uh, TU Dublin. She's carrying out academic research, which will also be included in reports for the Heritage Council for the Collaborative Town Centre Health Check Initiative. So she's saying, the focus of my research is on the importance of heritage for well-being and most particularly in communities. So she is hoping to gather as many people as possible in one place for the storytelling evening. And uh, she wants everyone to tell their stories about Spicer's Bakery, their memories and the impact that it had on their lives. She says, I believe the bakery is an important part part of our town heritage which although discussed in detail on the Navin and District Historical um, Society website is not being properly honoured as such in Navin so she says you know the bakery really deserves a lot better and she really wants to kind of you know revitalise it and she's hoping that people will drop it along uh, to, for a very interesting evening so it's happening Thursday Solstice Arts Centre uh, so if people want more de- details check it out on the Solstice Arts Centre website now speaking of spicy things 
Another spicy story for you just after these. 11 to 1. Yeah, I, sponsor, I, I promised you another spicy story. And uh, Spice Girl fans, it's almost 25 years since we are graced with the masterpiece that is Spice World. Okay, so uh, as the big anniversary approaches, the girls have some big news. They are going to be bringing out another, uh, basically it's Spice World 25. So it's going to be another album essentially of this, right? And it's going to include all the original hits, but also unreleased live tracks and their favourite B-sides and bonus tracks as well. It's going to be out in November. I'm very excited. November 4th. But you can pre-order it as well now. So uh, Spice Girls relive the nostalgia with Spice World. Spice World 25. Exciting stuff. I'm very excited about it. And there will be a lot more Spice Girls played, that is for sure, in the run-up to that. (laughs) That is our lot of the show for today. Thank you so much for your company. And why not? Let's have a bit more Spice Girls to finish us out today. Have a great day. Chat to you tomorrow. LMFM Podcasts. With CNC Carpets, we bring the showroom to you. Or book a new showroom appointment on 087 660 4237.